Hi, listeners. You can now listen to this community podcast production ad-free on Apple Podcasts and access the podcast one week early and get exclusive bonus content. Just hit the subscribe button now on Apple Podcasts. Or if you want access to all of the above, plus video versions of the podcast, head to patreon.com forward slash stop the killing. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. On the morning of August 1st, 1966, shots ring out from the observation deck of the clock tower on the University of Texas campus. It marks the infamous beginning of the modern era of mass shootings in America. I'm Sarah Ferris, true crime podcaster. And I'm Catherine Schweit, the former head of the FBI's active shooter program. And you're listening to Stop the Killing. Welcome to another bonus episode of Stop the Killing. Before we get into today's episode, let's just give a little shout out to uh, one of our new Patreon members, Leah McCurdy. So, woohoo, Leah! Thank you, Leah. And if you want to join the Patreon team, you can go over to patreon.com forward slash stop the killing. I'm stumbling over my words today, but I've got no <laughs> excuse because I've actually had a good night's sleep. Whereas you, Catherine, I know have been pretty much burning the candle at both ends because as we go to record this, it is the 16th of February, 2023. And only three days ago, uh, We've had another shooting that has kept you on your toes ever since. Do you want to tell us a little bit about the case? Yes, I look as tired as I do because I've been up for a few days, it seems like, because the shooting occurred at the university where I went to college, Michigan State University in East Lansing, Michigan. We would call it the Mitten State, for those of you who have the visuals (laughs) Michigan looks just like a mitten. I'm going to be and looking so, at a map immediately just to you, test that theory. You yes. just, I promise you, when you pull it up, you're going to see that Michigan looks just like a mitten, which okay. makes sense because it's cold up there all the time. And if you <laughs> were to put your finger in the center of your palm, you would be in East Lansing, Michigan, which is okay. where Michigan State University is, in case you want to find it. it. It's a big campus. When I went to school there, the student population was 40,000 students or 45,000 oh, wow. yeah. students. Yes, not a small school. And the oldest buildings of Michigan State University, MSU, as we say, are along Grand River Avenue. And they are buildings that used to be originally, for instance, the boys dormitory. And it was, you know, obviously a smaller college. And those buildings eventually over time were converted into classroom buildings as they built more and more and more modern dorm facilities for students. So these beautiful old ancient brick buildings 
were I was looking at national and international cameras covering pictures of police officers running in and out of the Michigan State University buildings mm. um, because on the evening of the 13th of February, a shooter entered the building at Berkey Hall, which is really kind of right off the edge of campus, and began right. firing at students. And so for our listeners, like somebody who's a wonderful Patreon listener, who's heard us before, we have no answers to a lot of certain things right now, but some that are kind of perplexing. We have eight students shot, three of them shot dead. Wow. All eight students of the university. So as you can imagine, for the university, this is shocking. You know, we talk about things like run, hide, fight, and importance of understanding what that means. I wanted to just give you some pieces of information that have come out because I, I know I'm kind of babbling. That's the exhaustion. But <laughs> we yeah, stay the, focused. Stay with me. I know me. the shooter is not affiliated with the campus. No, he's and he's four, older, right? 43 years old. He's yeah. quite an anomaly to what we see in these kinds of shootings. Mm. It's yeah. early on in the investigation. The FBI's behavioral experts in Quantico, Virginia, are working with the Michigan State Police mm. and, of course, the local authorities to try to identify the subject's background. They have the shooter's name. He is from nearby Lansing, which is just a few miles down the road, and he came to the campus and entered Berkey Hall, which is just off the edge of campus, right? Mm -hmm. And he entered here at Berkey Hall. He shot a number of people, killing two, and I'm pretty sure the other five who are injured were all at Berkey Hall. And then he left Berkey and he walked a little bit across campus to the student union. And just you know, a minute later, entered the union and shot and killed a student there. Right. So three students killed and five injured. And we're really, they're really still piecing together the details of what happened, but the shooter then left. And a couple of things that came out of this, that even though it's such an ongoing story, I guess I really wanted to share with you because I thought the messages are so important. Um, I immediately started to get notifications because I went to that school. When you, you say know, you that's got notifications, I what do you mean? Oh, from friends and, okay. and from others. Because I don't have a student there. I didn't yeah. get any notifications on my phone from students, but many parents did. Mm -hmm. And you know what those notifications are? Run, hide, fight, right? Mm -hmm. If you got run, hide, fight as a text on your phone, what would you do? What would you think that meant now? Wow, I would be running like the clappers and... <laughs> I'd be listening to see where any trouble was coming from. And you'd be cautious. You're thinking, okay, well, now is not the time to go across campus and get a sandwich. Mm -hmm. um, and, and of course, that's the value of having that notification. And the scary part of having those kinds of notifications is that parents get these notifications too. And so parents began to flood the university's public safety website Facebook page where there was an announcement of run, hide, fight essentially made. And then people on Facebook began to say, oh my God, what's happening? My kids are there. I'm so scared. Does anybody know what's going on? And then the rumor mill started. Mm -hmm. And this endless amount of misinformation was thrown up by whoever happened to get on the page. And right. some people would say, don't spread rumors. Police haven't confirmed that. And then other people would say, I'm listening to the police scanner. There's 10 dead. I can hear it right now. Mm, not helpful. Not helpful. Not helpful. 
No. It's funny that you talk about, you know, what would you do if you got that notification on your phone? Because I've been away in New Zealand for a while and I was catching up with a friend who lived in Christchurch, which we did the Christchurch mosque shooting episode on, I think back in season three. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember. Yeah. And she was telling me that when the mosque shooting was going on, it was school pickup time and she didn't have any notification. So she just drove to her kid's school on the same road that the shooter was coming pretty much the other way on. Wow. Um, wow. And and no idea. Turns up, sits outside the school, no notifications at all. Oh my gosh. So How it's frightening. Like, absolutely. And then run it forward, she finds out that her children are locked down in the school and she's just been sitting out on the street like a sitting duck. So, oh. you know, how important those messages and communication systems are. You can't undervalue them. Yeah, I think we, you know, we have the knowledge base now. We have the ability to notify people to say, hey, you know, look out, be careful. And I think Run, Hide, Fight was very successful that way. A lot of people, I'm sure at Michigan State University, did just that. They locked down, they stayed out of the way. The shooter came into this hall and then he left. After he shot this one person at the student union, he left and they didn't know where he was. But, you know, because they had an order out to Run, Hide, Fight, Campus was really relatively quiet, I guess is the best way to put it. You know, there weren't people running all over the campus. All of the students knew that they needed to stay where they were safely locked down in the hide part of run, hide, fight. And that was so valuable to law enforcement because as a law enforcement officer, you're looking for a guy with a gun. If you've got students running all over, if you've got other adults running all over, it makes it impossible to look for the bad guy. And the value of getting everybody locked down is only potentially your shooters moving. And that's what happened here. In this case, even though we had a 43-year-old, it's not unusual to have a person of that age on a college campus. But this subject left all of the law enforcement who responded immediately following their active shooter training. They immediately responded to Berkey Hall. Then they got calls about the union. They re-diverted resources to the union And they were able to tend to the health of the people at Berkey Hall immediately, get them transported to Sparrow Hospital in Lansing, which probably saved lives, even though they're all still in critical condition, and then also respond to the union where an individual was killed. And this is what I mean about, you know, textbook. They did such a great job. University has a large police department, 80 officers sworn, I think, and they were able to, while they were at Berkey, while the subject was still on the run, get a photograph from cameras inside of Berkey Hall. And within an hour, they were posting that photograph publicly saying, this is our shooter. He has red shoes on. He has a blue jeans jacket. He's a male, black, shorter stature. And they released these photographs of him so quickly once they were able to find the cameras from the hallways find him coming into the building, get those pictures printed, get him out to the press. Less than an hour later, a person who had murdered other people Mm -hmm. was identified by the public because they were paying attention. And as soon as the picture went out, a tip came in. Police went to him. The guy killed himself. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. 
Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Have you ever felt that pang of disappointment when you couldn't add a ticket to your collection because it was digital? Or maybe you just lost it. Well, Stubforge.com is here to change that. Imagine this, tickets that not only look but feel like the real deal. Because each ticket from Stubforge is printed on the same quality stock that Ticketmaster uses and printed with genuine ticket printers. It's like holding a piece of the concert, the game or the show right in your hands. But Stubforge isn't just about replacing tickets. With the easy-to-use interactive designer, you can create custom tickets for anything, from concerts to sports games, pregnancy announcements or parties. Why not make your invitations stand out with tickets that are as unique as your event? And if you're trying to complete a back catalogue of missing tickets, Stubforge offers bulk discounts to make it both easy and affordable. With Stubforge, you can once more give your loved ones physical tickets and see their eyes light up instantly at the best gift you can give. So whether you're looking to reignite your ticket collection, craft the perfect gift or send the coolest invites, head over to stubforge.com. Start creating today and see how Stubforge makes every ticket a story worth saving. Visit stubforge.com and start making tickets today. So imagine the whole campus is still locked down. And, you know, I'm watching the Facebook page for the university, Public Safety, and these parents are posting photographs and sharing photographs of a different person who they say is the subject. No. Oh, you're joking. No, which we saw at the Boston Marathon that happened at the Boston Marathon bombing. And the police at their first press conference said, we are the official source of information. Please do not. Because they saw their own Facebook site. People were posting information. I heard there's 10 dead. I'm listening to this. I heard from good information. My friend works at the hospital and she said that they have 10 dead bodies there. All kinds of stuff that was just all inaccurate. So my plea to our listeners is as much information as you want to know and share. If you don't get it from an official source, please don't pass it on. That's a great tip. And you can see in practice how detrimental it is. Yeah. I should tell everybody this because it is the electronic world. There are a couple of spam, essentially digital uh, radio traffic calls, right? And so people were posting these saying, here is the radio traffic. Somebody picked it up and passed it to me. And it's police dispatchers. So hold on. It was actually somebody intentionally picked up fake radio traffic or somebody passed it on right okay do you think that was intentional i think it's an audio clip that somebody picked up and posted on there and it's not the first time it's been done law enforcement actually at the press conference had to say if you're (gasps) you know if you're listening to radio traffic and you're hearing this it's wrong like they're trying to clean up this information in their very first press conference because somebody is posting essentially what we would consider to be a meme um and parents are unwittingly believing it because they don't hang out in the world of mass shootings. So they don't know that people are mean and they'll just do this anyway. You can understand the misinformation. Some of it has come from a really sure. 
you know, good place. People are trying to help. And, you know, they're the kind of people that will be responsive to this message saying, hey, this is where you can get their news source from. Go straight to the police, get it from there. But what I really find so difficult to get my head around is these agents of chaos and pure evil (laughs) that throw their freaking spoon into the pot and just stir it up for for no seeming gain like I can't get my head around it and that's such a great way to put it I think that it I think that it comes from people who sometimes are naive about social media and believe everything they see and then the people who are the bad people who do it just find it a joke it's all over the place where somebody will go ahead and post completely false information about a threat or about a person because they think it's funny. Ha 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 ha. People believed me. Oh, that's oh, so funny. It just but when ugh, winds me right yeah, up. It's very frustrating. So here's what we do know. We know that there were three dead students and there are five injured students, and we're hoping that they survive. The campus has been obviously shocked, but I will say that you know, 10 years after Sandy Hook. This is five years to the day, almost after the Parkland shooting, 10 years before Parkland, there was a shooting at Northern Illinois University where there were five students killed and 17 injured. So a February, bad month. Um, it is. And so, yeah. And then on here on the 13th, Michigan State University, three killed, five injured, and a shooter who really was not your typical shooter. And that is a little perplexing. And I say not your typical shooter because we Mm. don't normally see somebody unaffiliated with the college campus, not a student, not a former student. Usually those kinds of shootings uh, that occur on campus have some connection to the campus. Maybe a student who failed out, a student who's frustrated, you know, has some conflict with the university or somebody who's there at the university. Mm. So much more to come, bookmark, right? Much more to come on the shooting. But Run, hide, fight worked for the students. It was wonderful that it was texted out and it kept the community locked down. Very successful. Law enforcement's textbook response, textbook classic response. They responded exactly as they should in an active shooter, immediately were in the campus buildings, immediately responded when they got reports of shootings, not only at Berkey Hall, but shootings at the nearby Union. Get the injured to the hospital get the photograph of the shooter, put the photograph out publicly. The deputy chief who did the press coverage, amazing, amazing work, answering questions, clearing up rumors, getting the information to the public so that you could take that fear away from the unknown. And, you know, within a matter of hours, identifying a shooter who had moved out of the territory and to find the shooter. Pretty amazing. Yeah, great work in terrible circumstances. Mm-hmm. We will definitely be circling back to this one. And I think the reason I want to circle back to it is one, as you pointed out, not our typical shooter. You've said it a thousand times. They normally have an association with the university. But the other thing that I want to circle back to later when we do a bit more of an in-depth episode on this is that this guy, it's coming to light, had prior offences. Um, yes. And how then, again, has this person managed to access a gun. Well, definitely. And the charges weren't uh, dropped. They were reduced. That's what we call them. Now, this is my prosecutor hat going on. He was charged with a felony, but in the plea agreement, it was reduced to a misdemeanor. There's a different rule. If you have a misdemeanor, you can still buy a gun. If you have a felony, you can't buy a gun. You can't hold a gun. 
well, in the United States. Pin in that one and come back yeah, to it. Good so, plan. Yeah, absolutely. Any other little pearls of wisdom you want to finish off this little bonus with? You know, good job with the police. Good job with the students who did run, hide, fight. But oh my gosh, if you're on the social media world, parent or otherwise, please don't spread rumors. Get your information from law enforcement. And remember, you have to be patient. They're going to give you accurate information. But if you spread rumors, you just make it harder for the police. You make it harder on the hearts of the people who are waiting for information about their loved ones. So don't spread any rumors. Thanks for listening. And if you want to know more, Catherine's book, Stop the Killing, is out now. For more details, go to katherineschweit.com. Please consider also supporting our independently made podcast. It's simple to do. Go to patreon.com forward slash stop the killing. And for as little as the price of a latte a month, you can be part of the solution to stop the killing. Patreon rewards range from official do-gooder status to ad-free episodes, autographed books, and opportunities to connect with us directly for your business, school, church, or even just a book club chat. But just knowing that you are part of a movement that has the power to make your community safer, well, that's got to taste better than a skinny cappuccino any day. So please head to patreon.com forward slash stop the killing now and polish off your do-gooder halo and make sure to include your name so we can give you a shout out. This podcast is a community podcast production. That's con with an N. If you want more content, then head over to Community Podcast at Instagram, where you'll find trailers on more binge-worthy true crime, like the award-winning podcast Conning the Con. And check out our show notes for all the links mentioned. Finally, if you want one takeaway action that you can do right now that can help make our community safer, Please share, rate and review this podcast wherever you listen. Everybody needs to know that they hold the keys to see something and say something. Together, we can stop the killing. It's one of those things you hope never happens, but you better train for it. Because it will happen. And it will happen in places you wouldn't expect. Be ready for it. You can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We are gathered here today to give you permission to plan the wedding that you want. I'm Jessica Bishop. And I'm Sari Wienerman. And we're the hosts of the Bouquet Toss podcast. Today's couples have to juggle so many things, from family expectations to outdated traditions and what's currently trending. So to make it easier, we're going deep to figure out why we do weddings the way that we do, so you can decide what to keep and what to toss from your wedding day plans. You are cordially invited to subscribe to The Bouquet Toss wherever you get your podcasts or at evergreenpodcast.com. By the power vested in us, we pronounce you free to plan your day your way.